0: Welcome to the Joe Kill Gallon podcast, a.k.a. Gallon's Pub. Hope everyone's having just one hell of a, a Tuesday. You listen to this on a Tuesday. I'm recording this on a Monday night. Uh, big shout out to all the Patreon subscribers. You guys are amazing. I was recently in Peoria, Illinois, the birthplace of one of the greatest comedians of all time, if not the greatest comedian of all time, one Richard Pryor. I toured the Richard Pryor statue, did a little video there. That's been posted to the Patreon. So if you haven't subscribed to the Patreon yet, Get on that shit, bonus episodes, all sorts of other fun stuff, top 10 list, top five list uh, blogs, Um, some good content there. And as always, thanks to the YouTube subscribers. Guys, if you aren't checking out my YouTube, you got to give it a look. It's youtube.com slash Joe Kilgallen. All right, enough of the plugs. Let's get right into this shit. I've got one of my favorite human beings in the world to talk to. One of the funniest comedians on the goddamn planet. You know her, you love her. Welcome to the podcast. The one, the only Kristen Toomey. What up, Tooms?
1: What's up? Oh, my God.
0: I don't think I've ever called you Tombs.
1: No, people do. That's one of uh, people have called me that.
0: I feel like our good friend, Danny Kals has probably called you that.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, And, like, growing up, like, friends' moms called me that. Really now? Yeah.
0: What other nicknames have you had? Have you had some good ones?
1: Uh, KT. A lot of people call me that.
0: Initial seems lazy to me, but yeah, I get called JK sometimes.
1: Uh, two, two, my goddaughter used to call me two, two.
0: I like two, two,
2: two,
1: two. Um, and yeah, tombs. I don't know. I don't think any, Oh, well, speedy when I was in middle school, because I got caught with diet pills and I got, um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually was chewing gum in class all the time. That was like a thing that I would do. And they brought me to the principal's office and they told me to empty out my purse to get the gum. And there was diet pills in there. And so then I got an in-school suspension where I had to write a paragraph all day long, this paragraph over and over again. And, um, then the older, I was in sixth grade and the eighth graders started calling me speed racer and speedy and That's like pretty that. good.
0: That's a good nickname. Yeah. You know, when you had to do the, I will not bring diet pills to school over and over again, did you do the method where you write I, 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 all the way down and then the next word all the way down? Or did you do the whole line by line by line?
1: I think I tried it every kind of way just to keep it interesting. You know? No, no. Backwards, forwards.
0: I don't think teachers realize that that doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't waste. It just wastes everyone's time. Have you built a desk or cleaned some toilets or something? At least it's productive.
1: Something productive. I'm actually speaking of like my kids go back to school this week, and I'm so proud because my daughter is going to be a senior and she's officially made it further in school than her father and I ever did.
0: You didn't graduate high school?
1: No. That's surprising because no.
0: you're so smart.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah. Your husband
0: was an immigrant, so that's not surprising.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, um, he. I think he made it a little further than I did. I quit um, first half of my junior year. Oh, okay. I never went back after Christmas break.
0: How'd your parents handle that?
1: Um. Well, funny story. So my mom tried to get her friend, Ron, who's a big theater director in Arizona, and he was living with us at the time, and she tried to get him to talk me back in, like, talk me into staying, you know, and I wanted to be an actress, and he was like, if you graduate, you can go to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in England, and and then I said to him, but I don't speak French, <laughs> And I swear to God, it's a true story. And then he goes, you know what? Maybe you should just quit. It's <laughs> like, maybe you should just drop out. So um,
0: That would yeah, have made me I say, guess, no, we're going to get you a geography class right now. Right.
1: You know? He was just kind of like, fuck it, I guess. Yeah, you're probably making the right choice. And then I, um, I just started working. And then I went and I got my GED. And I took a quarter of um, community college.
0: I dropped out of community college, so we're on board there. Um, I was just always wondering what the reaction would be to dropping out of high school from parents, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I, my dad, um, didn't live with me and, you know, I think he was a little discouraged or upset about it, disappointed, but I, um, I was a junior and I had only, the only classes I ever passed were acting and English. So I only had like five credits or something as a junior and you need 40 to graduate. So I think at that point they were just like, you know, you're going to be 20 if you're going to stay. So you might as well.
0: I mean, it worked out for you in the end. When you think about it, you don't need a high school diploma to be an awesome comedian. So.
1: Well, that's true. Thank you. But I was, serving old people sloppy joes today and i was thinking there was a young girl doing her calculus homework and i was joking that i don't even know what calculus is and then i said to one of my co-workers i'm like do you think if we knew what calculus because she didn't know either and i said do you think if we knew what calculus was we wouldn't be cutting up sloppy joes right now <laughs> <laughs> so you know comedy doesn't pay very well
0: it doesn't but look old people need to eat so you are providing Yeah. A good service. You know, there's people on Wall Street robbing those old people out of the retirement funds.
1: That's very true. And, you know, my mom, speaking of old people, she's just said to me tonight um, that she doesn't know how much longer she's going to keep working. And I was like, okay. She's like, you're going to, she's my landlord. You know, she lives next door. And she's like, I'm going to have to raise your rent. And I was like, okay. She's like, I think I'm going to start making money on TikTok. And I was like, this is this is what's wrong with everyone right now. Um, now, my mom's earned the right to, you know, she's of retirement age. So if she wants to do that. But I'm like, I think everybody just wants to quit working and make TikToks and live off that.
0: I mean, <laughs> if you could do it, but I don't think people realize TikTok doesn't pay well.
1: That's what I'm- I heard. I heard you have millions and millions of subscribers.
0: You have, it's, they pay you by views. So, I mean, you you don't have to, it's the million followers will lead to millions of views typically. That's typically how it works. Um, But yeah, it doesn't pay that much. I've made like $39 off of it. Like it's nothing. And I've got like 49,000 followers, which isn't anything. I mean, that's, it's good, but it's not like, you know, money-making number of followers. So it takes a while to build. Um, it's definitely the platform that has the most eyeballs right now. I feel like everyone I know and everywhere I look, people are all over TikTok. And yeah. it's really if you're a content creator of any kind, you should be on it. Um, it's the fastest growing one I read recently too. I think Facebook still has the most total users, but the people on TikTok... Are spending a, way more time on TikTok than they're spending on Facebook. I think TikTok's doing a smart job of showing people the shit they like. I've talked about this on the podcast a million times. I'm always, I'll go on TikTok and then it's just like uh, nonstop. Um, sorry, hold on a second. I almost fucked up my phone. It's just nonstop uh, like things I enjoy. I'll be scrolling through being like, like that video, like that video, like that, yeah. like, you know, where it's different though too, because you're not always seeing the people you follow. I have people I follow and I barely see their videos, but they have two categories. They have like suggested for you and then like people you're following. So I can click that and then see nothing but people I'm following yeah. or I can just have the homepage scroll, which I enjoy too. I don't know. They're doing a good job with it. Uh, overall,
2: that's, you, know why? TikTok,
1: you know how they're doing why? because they have access to like everything you're that's even on your computer probably. So they know exactly what to hook you with, you know? Um, Facebook, I I just go on and then I'm like repelled by it. I'm on there very little now, a little late, but um, I yeah, barely Instagram go on. Instagram is too. the one that I I just scroll on Instagram. That's the big one.
0: Well, Instagram's doing really well. Um, yeah, TikTok has all that information, but they're smart enough to use it in a positive way. I feel like I rarely leave TikTok. Like what? fuck TikTok. No, Dude. for real.
1: I I, maybe for you but you know what I heard about like in China the kids on TikTok they get like informative stuff things that make them learn and it's better for them and then it cuts off at 10 o'clock at night here I mean we got milk crate challenge or whatever they got going on here and my son was in the car the other day and I ran in ran out I'm like, what are you looking at? Because I saw on his phone, it was like this strobe of skulls, and he's like, "It's TikTok." And I'm like, "What is that?" He's like, "It's a no blink challenge." I'm
0: like, <laughs> "Oh, I see. I don't see that." Maybe I'm the like, "Dude, you can't do know.
1: that. You can't watch a screen with like skulls. No blink challenge. That's crazy."
0: Yeah, that's. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy with that, but. Right. I've heard people say like, oh, they're showing their kids educational stuff in China, or they're poisoning ours. And then I've heard people say, actually, that's not true. That was just some Alex Jones shit that went around. Which I don't know who's right or wrong about that stuff. All I know is my own personal TikTok feed. When I go on there, I'll you know catch some videos. I'm not like addicted. I'll I'll be on it for like a little bit. But when I leave Twitter and I leave Facebook, I'm angry some most of the time. Not all the time. I've learned to you know learning mechanisms, but. Uh, Facebook okay, just is that
1: like me. comedy jealousy type anger?
0: No, I've learned not to let that bother me so much. Um, <laughs> it's more just like I, I'll, here's the stupid shit I'll do like on Facebook. Facebook will show me an article where it's like, oh, Chicago is going to spend $15 million to build a pedestrian walkway in like Inglewood. Yeah. And for some stupid reason, I'll be like, let's click on the comments. Why do I do that? I should not do that. And the comments are horrible stuff. Just people being like, what a waste of fucking money. Oh, what are you get a, a pedestrian walkway so people could get shot at? Like, it's just like, they're the most angry people and none of them live in Chicago anymore. And they're all just bitching about how terrible Chicago it is and how as violent it is. You'll see someone share a picture of Chicago's skyline at like the most beautiful time, like sun setting in between the skyscrapers. You can see the lake. And then they'll comment like beautiful city to get shot in. And I'm like, you guys are the biggest bunch of fucking pussies. If all you're doing is trolling, uh, Chicago related stuff and being like, Oh, real fun place to get murdered. You're not tough. Like that's not what tough people do. They don't sit around typing away at their keyboards, telling everyone they're going to get shot or or stabbed. It's just weak. Like stop being weak. Dude.
1: Do you want to know some Chicago trivia? I learned. Fuck. Yeah. Do you know what the word Chicago means?
0: I don't. And you think I would. What does it mean?
1: Stinky onion.
0: Oh, I think I did hear that. Stinky onion, right?
1: Yeah, it's like a Native American word for stinky onion because onions were growing along the river. Um, We should be known for stinky onions, not for being shot, you know?
0: I don't know what's worse now that you think, now that you say it out loud, <laughs> right? I'm not really sure what's worse. Um, I'm going to call you Speedy, by the, the way. Decided.
1: Dude, I drove past the North Branch River two nights ago. It was the worst fucking smell I've ever smelled in my life. I sneezed. The smell was so bad. It was like, I don't know. And then I went down to the laugh factory and I was telling Mike Sam, the comedian, Chicago comedian, and he's like, probably a dead body. He's like smoking. It's like probably a dead body. I was like, oh my gosh, maybe it was. I don't know. It, it might have been. They need to pour some salt or chlorine in the river.
0: I know the Chicago River stinks really bad when I used to cross that, like Addison yeah. or Irving. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's sewage stuff near there, but it st- it's not a river you would take a dip in. That's for sure. Oh, It's pretty along the lakefront and the north branch, like into the woods looks cool. But when you go through like that part of the north side there, Dude. not nice.
1: It
0: was it was rough. Um, I wanted to bring this up. I heard I came across a cool quote that I've been thinking about a lot lately,
2: and okay.
0: I know you could be a spiritual person, right? Or at least a person who's into mindfulness and stuff like that. Here's the quote, and everyone else, everyone listening to the podcast, I hope you dig it because I've, I've really been digging it. When you take care of yourself, everyone benefits. Now I don't know who said that quote but I like the understanding behind it. It's kind of saying, hey, you have to be at peace with you when you have to take care of you. And when when you're at that state, then everyone around you will benefit because you're gonna naturally be better around them. You know, self-care is important. I feel like we're finally as a society emphasizing self-care a little bit more, where in the past, if you even hinted at self-care, people thought you were selfish. Now you don't wanna be a selfish person, of course, But you do have to know your limits and know when you need me time and know when you need to take care of your body and mind. And when you do that, everyone benefits. And I thought to myself, shit, that's something, especially in our world of stand up comedy or or anyone who's a performer or an entertainer or, um, you know, in, in the arts. It's just kind of like a tough, it's a tough go, you know. What I mean, you, you give so much and you still have to Kristen Toomey, no bullshit. To everyone listening, Kristen Toomey is easily one of the funniest comedians in the country. I'm not saying that, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. It is 100 percent true. Thank everyone you. who comes across you says the same thing, and yet you're cutting up sloppy joes during the day.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's
0: bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. um So that quote, I think is something that comedians and everyone really should think about more and more often. So I just, I wanted to share that with you. I thought you would dig it.
1: I do. I think that, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I think now at 40 is like the time in my life. I'm really coming out of like a pretty, I don't know if you call it a nervous breakdown or whatever it was, but you know, I'm healing from like a pretty like leveled state and trying to rebuild myself um, and do it right. And I think um, loving yourself at 40 feels like, oh, man, why wasn't I doing this the whole time, you know, and and trying to give yourself the grace and the compassion that you give to others or that um, you'd want to get, you know? So like treating, treating yourself, like you would treat somebody else.
0: Well, work. I treat myself better than I treat other people because I'm the <laughs> shit. Okay. I'm joke, he'll fucking. i, guess it I depends come on who. <laughs> everyone else comes 17th to 25th. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, it gets depends on who, you know,
0: I did Listen give a homeless man a
1: story. You want to hear a story?
0: Yeah. And then let, remind me, I got a homeless guy story. I want to give, tell I'm going to
1: get a homeless story. Right oh, look now. at us.
0: All right. Let's lay it on me.
1: Okay. So I'm driving home from work the other day. I'm on Irving by the airport, you know, and there's this woman with a refugee sign. She's like, I'm a refugee and she's walking and I'm chewing bubble gum at the stoplight. And she walks up. She's like, I said, you know, I don't have anything. She goes, gum. I said, no. She goes, because I only that was my last piece. Oh, okay. She goes, she goes, gum. I go, no. She goes, gum, a third time. And I go, I don't have any gum. And then she gave me kind of a dirt like a sneer and then kept walking. And I was like, so proud of myself I didn't spit the gum in her face, you know? And I was like, yeah, it's just like um, growth, <laughs> you know, growth. So next day I'm there again. And now I got a brand new pack of watermelon hubba Bubba. Good and flavor. I pull, I pull up and I see her and her friend. So I get out the gum and I go, I got gum today. And I give her one and her friend one and me one. And she goes, medicine. She's like, take us to the Walgreens and get, I said, what kind of medicine? She goes, come with us and and buy us. I'm like, I'm not going to give you medicine. Like what kind of medicine do you need? I know you don't have insurance. So insulin's going to be like $800. I don't have that kind of, I got bubble gum money. I don't have, you know, I could buy you some NyQuil, but I don't have like insulin money. So then I'm, and I'm also like, I'm not like you were rude to me yesterday. Yeah. I'm not crazy about you. I just wanted to give you gum because I had some today and you're here again. I don't want to like hang out. You know and what I you mean? You wanted to make
0: yourself feel good.
1: Well, I it was like. Come on. A little
0: bit. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Giving someone something yeah. to make yourself feel a little good. I have no problem with that. I'm,
1: yeah, I'm sure there was some of that in there. But really, sure. it was like I got a brand new pack today. And I thought, you know, it really pissed me off how she was rude about it yesterday. And I thought, okay, let's turn it around. Let's give her a chance to be, like, nice and and make her happy, you know. And, um, I mean, I really like to make other people happy. I mean, to a fault, you know. So, but then I get a little if they're rude like that, then that bugs me. But then I'm like, no, we're going to try and write the ship, make it right. Turn her around, you know, make amends. But then it was like, she took the gum and she was like onto the, now she needs medicine. It wasn't even like, Oh, you remembered or Oh, thank you. It was none of that.
2: So- yeah.
0: I mean, it's one of those things where there was this comedian when I first started who had a joke about it, you can't really do jokes about homeless people now because it feels like you're punching down. Like this is a group of people that doesn't have any representation and that kind of stuff, but you know, funny's funny. Right. And, um, his joke was basically about how, I mean, you can do jokes as long as you're not like shitting on them. Right. I guess. Um, but his joke was basically saying homeless people are, are assholes because anyone else he was telling the audience was think about you. If you lost your job, lost your house or apartment, and we're just down on your luck, somebody would take you in. Somebody would be like, yeah, dude, you're going to sleep on the sidewalk. I've got a couch for you. So his theory was homeless people are people who are just such assholes. Everyone was like, no, fuck off. I can't help you anymore, Um, which is just part of the joke, I guess. But really what a lot of them are, I'm not doubting she's not a refugee. Maybe she is. But I think a lot of them are people with like mental health issues who just don't know how to act. And sadly, our country used to have resources for that. Which did you see the movie Joker with uh, Joaquin Phoenix? No. It's it's pretty all right, you know. And but there's a part of it where he's getting like staked or city run um guidance. Like he's seen a therapist and they're giving him medication and all that stuff, or a psychiatrist. And uh, one day he goes in there and she says, This is the last time we'll see each other, they're shutting down this office. And then he's all like, Well, how am I gonna get my medication? Who's yeah. who's gonna help me? You know? And he's and then the woman said they don't give a shit about you and they definitely don't give a shit about me, you know, which is funny because that scene, it's not funny, but I remember people saying like, um, the black woman in that movie gets shit on because like the therapist he's mean to. And then like the one woman he was like stalking. And I was like, well, the stalking one, you have a point, but it had to be a black woman for that role to emphasize the point of how they don't give a shit about either. of them. These are people who are society, you know, turned a blind eye to or whatever. So, in the like, early 80s, they cut so much of the mental health funding, which is why homelessness really exploded in the late 80s, because all these people who used to have mental hospitals they could go to have nowhere to go to. Um, but, and that's why you get people who are just fucking rude to you when you're just trying to, like... The number of times where... Uh, so here's what I had over the weekend. I before. didn't
1: get... But real quick, I didn't get, like, a mentally ill vibe. A oh, okay. lot of them are, but her and her friends, you know, and they're right by the airport. I really think they are refugees and they do need help more than bubblegum. I'm not trying to be like, let them eat cake or whatever. Let them chew bubblegum. I'm just, you know, it's like I tried to make a little gesture of like a olive branch and it was, you know, met with like a greater need than I can provide, which is medicine. And it was just a thank you would have been nice. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm concerned about the growing homeless situation in this country and the lack of m- mental health, you know, and healthcare in general. I think that we all need to have access to all kinds of health care and um, it needs to be priced at a price point that people can manage. I, agree. I think anybody paying $800 for insulin a month is ridiculous or whatever it is, you know
0: it's insane because you're really making people choose between like i i have to live so i have to pay yeah. for this yeah and because of that all the other things have to get cut um yeah it's it's a shit, it's a shit thing when people profit off of de- like death and disease you know i always said you know i get in arguments with some friends of mine who are like you know pretty far right and they're like no fuck that dude everyone wants a handout pay for your own health care and it's like listen man there's certain things that people can't like, what about kids who are born poor? Like we're punishing them and everything we could profit off of every goddamn thing in the world. And we do. Can we just not profit off of people's health? Can we just have that one area where we just go, you know what? This is not going to be something we profit off of. One thing we can't do that.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, it's shitty.
1: It is shitty. And,
0: and plus now I'm starting to think about it from the homeless person's point of view. You know she gets no like how many no's do they get? They get no's constantly. You know, we were talking about how hard it is to be an actor, or a comedian, and all that stuff, because the rejection and all the work and how much your soul you put into it. Um, these are people who are already like bottom of the food chain, standing on a corner hearing no, 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 just all day long. And that's still not an excuse to be shitty towards someone who is trying to help you, but I could definitely see the lack of. You know, no one, you know what they need? They need these quotes I got over here. These <laughs> quotes will really help them out a little bit. You know, you want more help? You got to be helpful to people. You want people <laughs> to be nice to you? You got to be nice to them, right? The
1: world smiles back.
0: Damn straight. Yeah. The homeless guy I helped out with really pissed me off, though, because um, <laughs> I was, I went to the Richard Pryor statue. And I was walking back from that. I was walking along the river that goes through Peoria. Though. I think it's the Illinois River. And it was, it was a nice day, a little hot. And as I'm coming back through the downtown, it's a Saturday afternoon in downtown Peoria. So it's like the River Walk had some foot traffic, but the actual like inner downtown was a ghost town. And I see this guy um, that I didn't get the, a complete homeless vibe, but I could tell he was looking at me like I was a mark because he was in front of me like half a block. And as he was crossing, he looked back at me and I could tell as he did the look back, he thought, oh, fuck, yeah. This yeah. is someone I'm going to ask. So when I saw him look forward again, I kind of darted away, and I went down this one street. And I'm like, good, you know, because I just I just knew he was going to come after me. And then I saw an alleyway. I'm like, oh, I'll cut through there because I wasn't sure where my hotel was. I got a little turn around, and then I saw the hotel through the alley. So I'm cutting through, and then when I get to back to a regular street, he intercept me, and I was like, and then you know, I had no choice but to talk to him there. And he was like, hey, 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 buddy, hey, what's up, man? And I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? He's like dude, I, I'm down on my luck. I don't have any money. I don't have anywhere to go right now. I'm just, I'm really hungry. If anything you could do to help, I'd really appreciate that. Then here's where he got me. He was like, Oh, and if, if you don't have cash, there's an ATM right there. And I'm just like, my God, you're really covering your bases, aren't you? So I was in a good mood. I'm thinking, you know what? And I wasn't in a good mood before the trip. I had a real bad um, Thursday before leaving Friday and Saturday. So I was I was trying to mentally turn myself around those two days being away from um, Chicago and away from everyone. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna give this guy a five dollar bill because that was the only thing I had on me was a five. So I'm like, you know what? Here you go, my man. Uh, hopefully this helps. I give him a five. And he was like, oh, thanks, man. But like, you know, if I get 10, I could get like a sandwich. <laughs> and I'm thinking mother motherfucker, you a five. And I was like, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. If I had a 10, I'd buy myself. I was just he said that was the killed me. I always thought the rule of thumb, and also he had like an earring and where I wanted to be like, why don't you fucking sell that? <laughs> <coughs> but then he might be like, oh, my dad gave it to me or something, and now I feel like an asshole. So my whole thing, sorry I had to cough everyone on the mic, but what kills me is that I thought the old homeless guy strategy was you get a little bit from everyone, and that little bit equals something big. Yeah. Imagine going around asking for 10 spots from everyone. The answer of course is no. Yeah. But if you say hey any loose change helps, then you, you you add up to a 10.
1: Yeah, I mean that would be um what I would think too. Like you just get a little bit from everybody and then no one really minds, but maybe he thought you were an easy mark because I think that happens a lot too.
0: To the red hair. Everyone thinks redheads are easy marks.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um I don't know, it happens a lot to me, but I think people think that when you show nice kindness, then that's weakness, or when yep. you're, you know, um, and you know what, that probably has worked for him before, like if you can yeah. get five out of somebody, you can usually push them to 10, and if you can get, you know, if they offer 10, go for 20, maybe that's just yeah. how he does it.
0: I guess it's still just annoying to me for a plus. I always give
1: money to them when I can, and um, I think it's the right thing to do if you can do it. And I know some, you know, you've seen like the videos of people pulling into their, getting in their car at the end of the day after, you know, asking for money or whatever. But as far as I know, like I did. My part of it, whatever they do with it after that is none of my business, you know. Sure, so it's like they,
0: excuse me, CJ Sullivan, who's been on this podcast, hilarious comedian, used to have a great joke.
1: Yes, where
0: he sleeps out here. Yeah, anytime he would give money to a homeless person, someone nearby would be like, You know, they're just gonna use that on drugs and alcohol, right? And he was like, Yeah, they should, they live out here. (laughs) I mean, or they would say that, you know, that guy's doing better than you, and he's like, Oh, really. I think the guys whose testicles exposed in minus 10 degree weather, he's doing better than me. Like, you know, was, and, and, and if we've seen news reports where it's like, look, this person goes back to their car. And yeah, that's those are some really shitty people. And there's a special place in hell for them. Uh, it's really weird, though. It's like that's how you want to make your living standing on a corner for because you have to stand in that corner for a long time. You really do to make that much money.
1: Well, that's the other thing too. If it wasn't, you know, they must have mental illness and drug addiction because the amount of work or energy you're expending by all day walking up and down and standing out there in all kinds of weather, it's so much easier to get a job in a cubicle and do nothing. Most people in a cubicle are pretending to work for most of the day and they're not working actually. So it's, you know, I don't know. It must be mental health and addiction issues. Cause otherwise it's easier to get a job. I, it was easier for me to get a job than get unemployment. I called unemployment like three times. I was on hold. I didn't know the process and I was just like, I'm going to get a job. That's why I ended up getting a job during the day because it was easier to do that than, than deal with unemployment.
0: You know why? I heard the unemployment offices are looking for people to work there. See? <laughs> like that, that's what I heard. At least, I don't know. It could be. No,
1: that's totally stuff. true. I, I would believe that because everywhere is hiring. Literally, That's
0: true. I don't everywhere. get it. Everywhere's hiring, but unemployment is the lowest it's ever been. Something's not adding up there. And weird. yeah, right. It's that unemployment's unemployment. So then they say, well, these people are just out of the workforce. If you haven't, been looking long enough you just stop and part of me thinks that people are making money doing things that aren't registered as jobs
1: only fans
0: maybe or just other stuff where it's cash under the table i don't know maybe a lot of bars and restaurants are just like you know what to keep our taxes simple we're going to tell them that we were short staff when we really weren't i heard rumors that anyone who took out those ppp loans or whatever yeah those are loans you have to pay them back so if they do a whole thing where it's like, we can't find workers, but we are hiring. Look, we're hiring. Help wanted all the time. That's like a way to get around paying the loans back.
1: Dude, I hate owing anybody money. I hate it. Um, I, I test drove a Dodge Challenger. That's a and, ride. Um, Instead, I went and got this drum set that's over here that same day because <laughs> that was way cheaper. The the monthly payment on um first of all it would have had like a credit card interest because my credit sucks. But it was like gonna be eight hundred people are paying like six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month for a car loan. And I'm like totally freaked out by the commitment of that and just owing that kind of money freaks me out. I don't wanna have any debt like that. That's like I don't know how people are doing that that would keep me up at night i don't having like a mortgage and
0: well i have a mortgage um that my wife pays thankfully (laughs) um yeah
1: that freaks me out i mean my husband when i was married paid it and didn't bother me at all but
0: well i mean a mortgage for me i don't wanna i mean it is commitment but a lot of times your mortgage is cheaper than rent in a lot of situations i've I know my mortgage is cheaper than friends of mine who are renting two bedroom apartments, depending on where they are in the city. Right. Um, Cause you put, and you can
1: always sell the house or whatever. I guess. And then you
0: get money back. Yeah. It's still stressful owning a house. I love being a, a renter Maybe because mortgage, there was something but wrong. Be,
1: but I mean, student loans, car loans, I know a car's I don't terrifying. A loan.
0: Student loans and car loans are terrifying. Um, yeah. Cause the interest rates are very high on student loans. Right. And that's why people are like, these were predatory loans. Maybe we should help them out. Right. Car loans. As soon as you drive a car off the lot, it depreciates. Cars have so much fucking maintenance. Gas went through the roof. I don't know about you, but as a comedian, I had turned down a lot of gigs because I'm like, listen, you're going to pay me what it was when gas was three bucks a gallon. Gas is like, almost, at the time, almost $6 a gallon in Chicago. So you should Over. pay me more. Inflation helped seven. everyone buck comedians.
1: Yeah. It got up to $7. Now they, yeah, took, the tax off, they took tax off groceries until 2023 and gas and i'm like wait if they could just do that like what why were they doing it the whole time or the whole you know time what i, mean? if they I could always just do that what the fuck are we paying
0: for i 100% agree with you i always said when they were doing all these big stimulus stuff i'm like you want to help people out make utilities cheap as shit yeah instead of just um putting money into stuff that's really just helping banks. How about you do stuff that, again, take the tax off of. They did do a payroll tax suspension for a while. That was actually not bad. Um, But take the tax off of groceries. Take any kind of tax. Make people's electric bills cheaper, water bills cheaper, gas, whatever. Because those are the things that people, everyone has that.
2: Mm -hmm. You cut
0: that down the road, then you really are helping everyone. Obviously, rich people don't give a fuck. They're rich. They're always going to be fine. But that's how you could really help people. As far as the cars go, I do have a car, but I've been taking public transportation, and walking so much more. I can't stand driving anymore. Um, gas is really expensive. I feel yeah. better when I go on longer walks anyway. And when I don't have a car, um, there are some nights where it's like, fuck, I got to wait 20 minutes for this goddamn blue line train. And that part sucks a little bit. You gave me a ride that one night, which is really sweet of you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's stressful, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's gone down, but it's just weird how they
0: could just do that. Ah. Well, it's all part of this big machine of capitalism where it's like everyone's got to make as much profit as possible. So when they do these cuts, it makes everyone go, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for saving us 25 cents a gallon. And really, it barely puts a dent into the... That's what was killing me, too, about like everyone's... These corporations have massive profits at the same time they're charging these insane things. I know it was a supply issue for some businesses, but it's still... I don't know, man. They're, they're, everyone's just looking out for themselves. And that's you know, I went on a big rant about this after the fourth of July because I read a whole thing about what fireworks do to the environment and uh wildlife and all this other stuff. And I'm Wait, like Wait,
1: fireworks? Yeah. I have a theory. Okay, I have a theory about fireworks.
0: And to soldiers, PTSD, you know?
1: Oh yeah. But I always feel like that the fireworks make it rain because I do you ever notice like Fourth of July night, it'll always rain a little bit like late at night. And I feel like it's it's from all the garbage going in air.
0: You know, um,
1: do you think so? You, Wait, do you want to know you another dropped out of high I school? Hold on. Do <laughs> you want to know another theory? This is actually something I said. So we were in St. Louis a couple of weeks ago and it was a, like 104 degrees. Hmm. And then when we left, they had a massive, like, hundred-year flood, and I said it's because of all the sweat that <laughs> from everybody I, sweating. It got it evaporated into the cloud, and it made it
0: condensation. Maybe right sweat vapor. There's something. There's probably something to that. See, it,
1: and that's I not think a the fireworks plan. make it rain because of the that one out.
0: That one, I don't buy. Because they don't go that high into the air, you know? I'll tell you why they don't go that high into the air. I flew on the 4th of July. I
1: mean, they come back down. I mean, the smoke.
0: Oh, the smoke from the fireworks?
1: Like, the smoke from the fireworks, all of that goes up into the clouds. And then, anyone,
0: I want listeners, tell me if Toomey's right. You could Google this. Do fireworks make it rain?
1: At least notice that it always rains after a lot of fireworks.
0: You know, it did get a little drizzly this past 4th of July. And now that I think about it, it does, that does feel right. It does feel like it, it, it'll rain around, because I remember this last 4th around, of July, midnight, I mean,
1: around midnight. Around midnight. It was a
0: vicious thunderstorm. Because I remember being like, is this fireworks or is this thunder now? So,
1: from all the stuff going up in there, and then it's got to, and it was too hot. It had to rain because of all the sweat and humidity.
0: Well, usually after a lot of humidity, like Vegas is going getting flooded like crazy right now. All right. Let me ask you this. If we could get back to some mental health stuff a, a little Aren't bit. Aren't we still later.
1: on that? We Sounds kind familiar. of are. We kind
0: of are. Um, you talked about being 40 and, and, and rebuilding and all that stuff. So let me ask you this. What stuff have you been doing lately to make you feel good? That you feel like you're being put on the right path?
1: Well, I've been question. I've been painting. I like that. I like painting. And um, I start painting and I have no idea what it is. And then it turns out to be something. So that's fun to watch that happen. And um, I've been playing the piano a little bit.
0: Oh, do you know how to, or are you just teaching yourself?
1: I'm just teaching myself.
0: And you're teaching yourself the drums?
1: Yeah, well, I kind of. Stopped playing the drums and now I'm just doing the piano. Okay. Um, And then what else? Um, That's pretty much it. Yeah.
0: Those are good though. Those are like things that could take your mind off of things. You're present in the moment when you're playing the piano, you're present in the moment when you're doing drums, you're present when you're painting. I think all that stuff's amazing. So those are good, healthy things you could do to make sure, you know, you're keeping your sanity, which I think is awesome. Yeah. I only bring this up because I've started to realize about myself on the days I snap and really lose my shit. I've been doing a thing where I rewind the day because I definitely go from, I don't know, maybe I'm a little bipolar, but I definitely go from being like, oh, I'm having a great day. You know, from the time I woke up till three o'clock in the afternoon, things have been great. And then one thing goes wrong. And then I think about like, oh, Fuck, now I got to go do this and that's going to fuck up this and motherfucker, the whole fucking day's fucked, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then I make things worse. I like, I dig a bigger hole. And Dude. I'm like, do
1: you ever do this? Okay. When you're, cause I have like, like if I get triggered by some thought or something where I feel slighted or something, whether it's, you know, do you ever like, pull back and look at yourself being like ridiculous and laugh at yourself because I do that all the time. And then it gets to the point now where it's like, I don't even fully rev up. I feel like my anger, I said this to my friend the other day. I feel like with rage, I used to be able to eat everything. And now I feel like I have a lap band surgery on my rage where it's like, I get that initial like, hunger but then it's like i don't i can't finish the meal do you know what i mean like it feels like um like i got like a lap band surgery not that i know what that's like but just they describe it as your stomach used to be this big and now it's this big and no, i feel I, like my appetite for rage is now this big and it used to be bigger But
0: thought that was called gastro bypass or something gastric yeah but they
1: put a little lap band on it i
0: see pass. okay um, I have moments where I'm able to catch myself in ease and ease and chill. And then I have moments where I think to myself, especially like with my kids, if I snap and yell at one of them, I don't know why I go to this, I get in my head where I'm like, fuck, did that yelling just ruin our relationship a little bit? Are they going to think daddy's an asshole now? Does that going to affect them a decade from now? And then I try to like make up for it but then it's also like once you're once i'm in it it's really hard to get myself out of and i wish i had the power that you're talking about right now because that sounds like a superpower to me sometimes um but i know i've gotten a lot better at reeling it in
2: yeah
0: um i can't laugh at myself so what i do is i try to just when i feel the triggers where i'm like okay take it easy try to walk away i try to assess that i try to explain why i'm like i am because i feel like once i explain it to other people like i'm going to fight with my wife or just whatever you know um then both parties involved could kind of understand each other a little bit better you know what i mean um but what i was trying to talk about was uh when i have a really bad day i'll rewind and then i realize okay instead of taking a shower right away you didn't take a shower till like 11 30 a.m um you open up your phone as soon as you woke up uh you ate like shit that morning right you would you have a, a twinkies you know I mean? like all this stuff and then i realized on the days where everything's great and i had a good day and I like it was just a joyous day and everyone was cool right i think to myself yeah you woke up right away you didn't touch your phone you had a glass of water you took a shower what i've been doing lately too is I, a hot shower but then the last minute i go full blast cold like as cold as I could get it. And I try to like be under there for like 30 seconds to a minute. I'm talking freezing cold and it gives me a whoosh. So I'm not a coffee guy. I don't drink coffee. So it kind of like wakes you up. And there's all sorts of good health benefits to cold water. These people do that cryotherapy shit. They know what they're talking about. Um, So, and then, um, and then I try to eat something healthy right away. You know, some fruit is usually good. I had banana today and then I'm ready to start the day and I'm good to my kids. I'm good to everyone else. I'm clear. You know, there's just certain things. I I like have to hit this checklist of things in order to, um, be a healthy, functional adult.
1: Yeah. You know what I think, what I would recommend for you now that I'm, um, your therapist, no. Um, but seriously, I think what would help is, and I told this to my nephews too. my nephew. Um, when you feel like that aggression, I feel like men need to have some sort of physical exertion to get that out. Cause really what that is, is energy. You know what I mean? And that energy, you've got to give that energy an assignment. Otherwise that energy is going to just beat you up and, and hurt those around you. So you need to fucking don't, try and get rid of it. Cause now that I got this lap band on it, I'm like, but that energy is useful if I can use it for something and maybe it wasn't useful for me. So it's better that it's gone. But if you can figure out a way to use that productively, like do are you tell me to lotion. masturbate
0: Kristen. Cause no, no, already I, there. no, I'm kidding. no,
1: I feel like that's the last thing we all need. Um, <laughs> it's like, we are all, that's the only thing we know how to do Yes, Sure. So. But, um, use it some other way even if it's like push-ups.
0: Do you like angry paint?
1: Sometimes. Yeah. Or I don't even look at it and I see what it is. Whatever. But um or dance or just like what you should do is maybe push ups and use it to like get a little more ripped or I'll
0: get even um, stronger. That way when I get mad and I punch a hole through a wall, that's a fucking better hole.
1: You fucking start boxing. You need to do some sort of competitive sport or some sort of physical way to get that energy out. Obviously, you need something fucking, you know, a punching, literally a punching bag in your basement and spend 20 minutes in the morning just fucking getting it out. Because if you think about it and, you know, I'm not I don't know anything about science really, but I'm just like you're a man that's supposed to be protecting things and then it's like you know you've got to be soft at home cuz you have young children so it's like you're repressing that you know and so as you should be because that's what you're supposed to be doing and you're doing a great job of it but the energy is due today but right but the energy's still there so you got to fucking get a punching bag and get it out to the point where you're like, fucking, yeah, let's watch Nickelodeon right now. And I'm going to yeah. love this because I'm tired. You know, you need well,
0: to... Well, I don't be too tired, though.
1: Not too tired, really but that's what I mean. I don't mean, like, you know, have a fucking workout disorder. I'm just saying you got to expend that energy. um, And then you'll be so tired. Honestly, I think part of the reason why I'm... Um, other than like prayer life and my spiritual life. Other than that is, is that I'm, I'm busy. I'm doing things I'm working and I'm, I don't have as much time to sit around and make up things to be angry about, you know? Well,
0: yeah, that's good. Also, you don't own a TV, which helps.
1: Yeah. And this fucking phone. I mean, I threw, threw the last one out, but you need a phone to, work and talk and now I'm back on it. And it's like, um, you can
0: set timers though. I have it on Twitter where I'm only allowed to access this for like up to an hour and a half or a day. I think I have like a 90 minute timer.
1: I haven't had Twitter in two years, in two and a half years, a little over. You're
0: there. not missing much. No, I, I keep Twitter. Twitter's just not a healthy for, for some people they love it and it's great for me. It's just never been a very healthy platform um it it shows you shit you hate constantly and it's just too easy to get enraged on there. I finally learned to like not let it affect me. It took me a while. I did I had to take a break from it. I yeah. took a break for like 24, or 25 days. And um I need it because when I do sports content and I'm tweeting about the podcast, it helps in that regard because Twitter is such like an instant thing. So if you're a sports fan, you go on Twitter because it's like, Oh, the game just ended. I wanted to find out what happened. How do you get injured? You know, you go on it for that. So
1: it's there's been in that regard. Yeah, there's a few times where I've Googled, um, like when someone dies or there's like a tragedy or something. I've Googled and looked up like tweets about it, um, just on not signing in or anything because I don't even have my login and stuff. But um, yeah, just it's good for. Twitter's something. for breaking news. That's maybe three yeah. times in a year um, for breaking news. And I read the newspaper headlines every day at work because I pass them out, pass out the newspaper. And then I go on, dude, I'm going on YouTube and I'm getting my news from there. And I'm like, half the time I feel like this is not even, you know, the real deal. So I guess it doesn't really matter much, you know.
0: It doesn't matter. It all depends on what works for you. I I saw this guy give a Ted talk about how he doesn't watch the news at all and how the news is terrible for you. And then people say, well, how do you stay informed? He goes, if something really big happens, I hear about it from people I actually love and trust. And, you know, if it sounds too far-fetched, then I just kind of go, oh, what can you do? Or I dismiss it. Or I figure, you know, he's like, you don't really need the news. People are programmed to think they have to be informed daily. But if you really watch the news... People soak it in instead of asking, why is this news? Once I started thinking that way, because I never questioned it before, but now when I watch the news, I'll be like, why is that a fucking story? You know what I mean? There's certain things that are designed. I had this, the only ever conspiracy theory I I made up myself, although other people probably floated, it was. And I I had this theory long before the pandemic, where I said that the news is designed to scare the shit out of you. Because I read a statistic in 2017, 2018, one of those years, Violent crime was at like a hundred year low at some point in the last decade. Maybe it was like 2014. I don't know. Uh Violent crime was at an s- insane low. One of the lowest points over the last century, but reporting on it was 50% higher than it was like 25 years ago. Yeah. So there's, There was less crime, but the crime that happens, they report on it way more than they ever had. And I'm like, this is by design. They're trying to scare the shit out of you so you don't go out into the world. You stay inside. You watch their channel. You consume their content. You order from fucking Amazon. You get it delivered. You don't leave your goddamn house. That's really what I thought it was. And that was the conspiracy theory that I came up with by connecting
1: dots. That's what a lot lot of it has become, I think. And I'm looking at, um, on my wall, I've got like a directions thing. I don't know what you call that, but it's, and mine's upside. What is it? A compass? I think so. But it's got north, east, south, and west. Anyway, I've got it upside down because south is that way. And it says news. North, east, west, south is news. And it tells us that's the direction that they want us to go in. You know, so that's when I look at the news, I'm like, well, that's what they want us to. That's where they want us to focus. Um, And a lot of it. You know, you forget when you're listening to that, that there's 7 billion people in the world and that there's, you know, 330 million people in the United States. And when you're hearing about, you know, Elon, who is one person and you hear about him, multiple times a day it's like how unbalanced is that and what what is really going on with the rest of us why are we so focused on these certain people you know and um
0: well those people know how to sell themselves too we're talking about this on the last podcast with james webb kanye west trump those guys are good friends because they come from the same school of marketing mm -hmm. you know kanye will go extra crazy when he's about to drop an album You know, all these guys know what they're, they know what levers to pull. So a a lot of ways they're, they're playing the news and like the Kardashians know how to do it. All these people know how to do this shit. And it upsets me because it's like, there's so many more people worth talking about. And there's so much more like things that are are worthy of our attention. And a lot of it is the press manipulating us into it. Um, Trump was inevitable in 2016 to win the Republican primary. When he first got into the race, he was polling pretty low and then the news was just infatuated with him where they're like, can we believe he's even running? Is this serious? To the point where people started on that side of the aisle, started being like, you know what? Fuck it. I like this guy. They're going out of their way to shit on him. I like, you know, and, and that helped. Well, his ratings,
1: out. I mean, he, he sent the ratings for news channels through the roof. I mean, yeah. You never are, knew what he was going to say. Right. It's, yeah. other um, other
0: politicians predictable?
1: Yes spectacle you know and it was every day all day spectacles so and that's what keeps people tuned in and then the fear of like either people being like yeah say it or the fear of like oh no what's he saying all of that it doesn't matter to them it's just like more ratings for them um and i noticed if i check the headlines on my computer at work um they, they bum me out. I mean, they do bum me out. But then I have to remember okay, well, this isn't the myth. That's why it's news, too. You know, it's news because it's uncommon. If it was common, it wouldn't be mentioned. Everybody sure. You know. and, look,
0: and yes, I agree. And there are some journalists who are doing great work out there. And there are some news organizations who appear to be going in the right direction, or at yeah. least wanting to go in the right direction there's gonna there's always also, gonna be fluff pieces dude, you know
1: here's the thing it's like for <laughs> journalists it's like comedians or artists or musicians or anything you know there's people that are doing good work that are not getting the attention and yeah. then there's people that are doing like the clickbaity reporting their stuff is blowing up and you know as the consumer at some point it's got to come down to the consumers have to be like okay i'm tired of hearing the same 40 songs on the radio i'm tired of seeing um this shitty comedian you know or whatever it is or and i'm tired of hearing these news stories that are misleading headlines you know i'm tired of clicking on clickbait and then Having a story that's made up of six tweets from someone else, you know. Yeah. I would rather have a sort of a Substack. I just subscribed to Substack after hearing about it on Joe Rogan. Like something a little more substantial, if it is, you know, or even if it. Um, I think it has to come down to the consumer being like enough, you know. Um, I don't want a president that's sensational. I want somebody that's stable and yeah. capable and trustworthy, and I want a news source that's not um, sensational. You well, know? I
0: mentioned we need to take profit out of healthcare. We need to take profit out of reporting the news. That yeah. TV show, The Newsroom, that was on HBO like a decade ago, talked about that. Yeah. the American government gave the the public the airwaves. You know, television was developed like through satellite technology and stuff basically the government created it in a lot of ways and they gave that over to the american people for free but they had one condition you have to report the news and so the networks the three channels at the time were like yeah of course we will we will do one hour a day i think they were um by law they had to do one hour a day of news to inform the you know the public of what was happening and the mistake though was they should have said that hour should be commercial free That's the one hour you cannot profit because then every network would compete with trying to be the most honest and the most truthful instead of trying to be the most sensational Mm -hmm. Fox news, MSNBC. They look like fucking sports center. If you watch like ESPN and then change over to one of those channels, it's the same thing. The flashy lights, the the desk that's way too big, the ticker at the bottom. It's always breaking breaking news. Yeah. If it's all breaking, it's not breaking. You know what I mean?
1: And you know what? I mean, if you were to watch those channels, oh my phone's gonna die. <laughs> um, if you're to watch those channels all day, the fact that they have to provide content, that's like if you're on stage and they're like, okay, stretch your 45 minutes of material all day and all night. It's like yeah. having to do that every day. And make it constantly like where you don't want to turn this channel. Like, if you turn this channel, you're gonna die. That's pretty much like how they make it. So people are at home just like, I've gotta, I can't miss a minute of this, even though I've heard it 10 times this hour.
0: It's insane. We'll we'll wrap it is insane. You're right. We'll wrap up on this. I agree with you that it is up to the consumer but we have to also acknowledge that the consumer is often tired and overworked you know what i mean like nowadays yeah. you know what 50 40 50 years ago one uh you know of a two parent household one person could work and provide for the whole family and they'd live well right yeah. now two people have to work and they're struggling and they're not as attentive to their kids and they're not all that, right? So they come home, they're exhausted. They're not seeking out the latest cool underground band. They don't have time for that shit. They don't have time to go to the record store and leaf through and listen to suggestions. They turn on the radio and whatever the fuck is there and it's catchy, that's what they're yeah. going to do. They go home and they watch Two and a Half Men in the Big Bang Theory because it's fucking convenient and it's on. They can turn their brains off. They get a couple chuckles and they go to bed and they do it all over again, right? And it sucks, you know what I mean? It sucks for them, and it sucks for all of us, and anyone who has to work that way. Because our priorities—it's—it's our—it was our culture. It got beaten into us. I hear people will. This is how we hear. You want to hear bullshit headlines? Maybe we won't wrap up on this. I hope your phone doesn't die, though. There was a headline going around from multiple sources saying um, a lot of people regret leaving the workforce. And then the Wait, next headline. Can you
1: pause? I want to get my charger.
0: Get your charger. I'll pause. I can't really pause. Pause. But I'll I'll do some a plug. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm going to wait for you to come back, Kristen. Here's my plug. On October 1st at the gutter in Brooklyn, New York, I will be filming my fourth stand-up comedy special. Um, Yeah, I'm calling it a special, even though the first two are basically albums. They're filmed, right? And uh, the tickets will be available sometime at the end of this week. If you are in the New York uh, East Coast area over there, please come on out. It'll be a community you should know at... The Gutter Bar in Brooklyn, New York, October 1st. My man James Webb's going to direct and it's going to be amazing. All right. So, Kristen's oh, back.
1: Speaking of, I'm going to be in New York next um, week, later this month. Oh, hell yeah.
0: What shows could people find you at?
1: I'm going to be at the stand um, on help. the couple days there and then um, New York Comedy Club. And I'm doing Comedians You Should Know two days. I'm doing it the 24th and the 27th.
0: Right, you're on the Wednesday and Saturday, that's amazing. Yeah. I did that last time I was in New York back around St. Patrick's Day. I did the Wednesday and Saturday, and, and both shows were fantastic. Uh, so everyone, if you're in New York, Kristen Toomey, you yeah. got to check her out. All right, so uh, I was talking about how uh, this headline so yeah. the headline said, like, it made it seem like the majority of people were mad that they, you know, quit working or like left their job. But the sub headline, so the main headline was like, You know, some Americans having regret over leaving job or quitting most recent job or whatever. Then the sub headline said 24%, 24% is not some, that means 76% are fucking happy that with their decision. That's it. That that was so misleading.
1: misleading. Yeah.
0: And all the comments were like, people don't want to work nowadays. And this guy, there's so many people going, I work 50 hours a week and I fucking love it. I work 60 hours a week. And I'm like, dude, if you work 60 hours a week, you better tell yourself you love it. Because if you don't, you're going to blow your fucking brains out. That's yeah. the fucked up thing. I realize this now more than ever given the year I've had is that life is goddamn short. You can't take it with you. You know, how I know that I got my dad shit all over my office, right? So like this idea that like you need to work harder and work this. We fucked up as Americans. Look, I'm not going to be the latest in line to just bash Americans for the fun of it. You get that everywhere. A lot of it's stupid and overrated. There are great Americans and there's some stuff about this country that really is pretty badass. But we did fuck up a good amount of things. And one of it is this culture of work yourself to the fucking bones and stuff. I saw a great quote the other day that I think our friend Eric and Nicole Clark shared about it was a story about this woman died. This woman was telling a story about a woman who died at her office. You know, a coworker of hers. And then two and a half days later, they were talking about how are we going to, we need to replace her because the work's starting to pile up. So it's like you die working your ass off for a company probably and two and a half, three days, and they can't wait to replace you. Like after two weeks, they'll be like, she was never there. They don't give a fuck about you. OK, so if you're listening and you have a dream or something you want to accomplish and and, and look, if you have a family that's different, you got to do what you can there. Make that your dream to provide for them. But if you're not tied down to anything, what are you fucking doing? I'm I'm happy that Americans over the last it took a pandemic for them to wake up and to be like, you know what? I'm not going to work some shitty office job where I get treated like garbage every fucking day so I could go on stupid ass vacations and all sorts of other stuff. I'd rather enjoy my daily grind of a life than to, you know put up with all that kind of bullshit
1: yeah well i see what you're saying and there's i mean there's about 10 things that i wanted to talk about there
0: sorry Um, i was going on a rant no no
1: no, they're all interesting i think that um to that point though about working like i mean we we have to we all have to work, you know? Well, and yeah,
0: definitely. For sure.
1: We can't all fucking show our asshole on OnlyFans or, um, you know, like whatever people are doing right now. I don't know. But we all have to work and we we have to make the country as good as it's, it can be. Like, we have to do that, you know? Well, I, think and, I think that's are. what I'm, yeah. I'm kind of figuring it out myself. And I'm not trying to sound preachy because it's just occurring to me now at 40. It's like... Like being um, responsible for the choices you're making on what you're eating and what you're consuming, just in general, and what you're putting out, you know? So it's like trying to clean that up, but it's really unfair how they've fed us food, the food we've been fed, the education we've been fed, the media, all of that is working against us now. So it's really, um, it's like, there's no doubt that it's, it's predatory, and it's been designed to not serve us well. So I wish I could say that I had faith that there's some sort of organization that's going to come and fix it. I don't think that that's happening. I've given up hope on that happening. And now it's up to yourself you've got to you've got to eat better you've got to consume better you've got to be wiser about it and you've got to um you've got to give a shit i've got to give a shit which is crazy the fact that i'm talking about i'm like the fucking opposite of like a hard working like all of this it's it's actually the, my best joke is like deciding to become a productive citizen now when everyone else is like giving up, you know, it's like ridiculous that I'm, I'm, I'm doing it now. But I think I always expected other people like had it taken care of, or I didn't know any better. And um, yeah, but this country, I will say this, I know this country has a lot of fucked up things about it. And I know that it's really, um got a lot of problems that it seems to not want to face or doesn't know how to face, but there is no other country that as a woman or a gay person or any or minority or even I'm really there's no other as however you are, there's no other country where whatever you're bitching about this country would be any better you know what i'm saying like i feel like the things people bitch about this country are only those problems are only going to be worse in other countries well you know what I, I mean
0: i mean in a lot of countries yeah we we are way better off than a lot of countries but like, i for, mean I'll speak what, on what what's I your speak mug on. what's what's on your, speak, your
1: mug i'll speak canada
0: i think think you'd rather be a woman in canada right now given what we were doing with reproductive health and stuff like that i mean the state of ohio made a 10 year old girl who got raped have a baby how fucked up is that i mean so there. i hear what you're saying though obviously if you're comparing us to like you know Um. yemen i think we're yeah we're doing a lot better i mean there's still I, i could go back to my rant i i didn't mean in the, yeah, the only, I
1: mean, you can't be gay in Russia. You can't be gay. In no, China. that's true.
0: No. Yeah. We're better off than, than United Russia said, and a lot of countries that are horrible, a lot of- horrible to women can't drive in like a third of the world. So yeah, I definitely hear you on that. I wanted to go back to the work thing, the interview. It's not that these people are quitting their jobs and not working. They're quitting their jobs and going to other jobs. And a lot of workers, a lot of employers are complaining, saying that employees have too high demands. They're saying employees will work for us for four months and then quit and go work another job for six months and we'll quit that job. And it's like, well, that the problem's on fucking you then. If you own a business and you can't find anyone to work for you, then guess what? It's business. You need to raise your fucking pay. You need to adjust. That's yeah. the problem right now. We've been so pro-business and pro-business owner that they think that they always hold all the cards. And you ask a business owner to sacrifice even a little bit, they act like you're fucking crazy. They're like, how dare I sacrifice anything? And I'm not saying this for every fucking business owner. If you're listening, going, I fucking do a lawn care and I had to do it. All right, I get it, asshole. But my point is, I'm always seeing these business owners bitching, complaining, going like, oh, they wanted a raise. So I said, fuck you. And I'm like, okay. And now you're bitching because people are leaving your restaurant because service is too fucking slow. Here's the thing with businesses. They only hire people if it makes them more money. So whenever politicians, Republican mainly, say, we're going to cut corporate taxes and that'll have more jobs. No, it won't. They pocket the money. They do it every fucking time. More okay. jobs are only created if there's a demand. I mean, If I own a bar and I'm slammed every night, I need to hire more bartenders. If I'm not and you cut my taxes, I'm not going to go hire someone for the sake of it. That's dumb.
2: Right. <coughs> You're Excuse right. Me, I
0: got like a sore throat coming on. I hope it's not COVID. Oh, um, gosh. It's not because I could smell. I've been smelling horrible things all day. I was at the zoo and I smelled everything today. Um, just the last couple nights, I cough at night. I'm one of those night coughers. I think all the allergies. It's post-nasal
1: drip from the allergies.
0: It is. Anyway, so I keep going on rants where I'm not breathing because I'm like, I can't cough during the middle of the fucking rant. Um, no, I agree with everything you were saying there. Look, people do need to work and everything like that. And for the most part, I am seeing people work. All my favorite places have employees. You know what I mean? I'm able to go to places that get yeah. shit, right? Like I went to the zoo today and there was service was great. And, you know, I, I go to bars and I, things are fine. Um, I just think it's going to be one of those things where if the consumer is going to start demanding better, then it's almost like there, there needs to be some kind of revolution, but I don't want any kind of violent revolution. Cause that's, that right. gets scary. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I uh, the income inequality right now is worse than it was during the French revolution. If it's gonna keep going to a point where you know the one is getting everything and people at the bottom are scraping by, then eventually you're gonna see more people be like, fuck this shit, and there's gonna be little revolts here or there. I'm guessing. I don't know. I hope not. I just know at the end of the day, you're only on this planet for X amount of time. And if you're in a situation that you hate, if you hate your job and all that kind of stuff, then look for a new job. I'm not saying go leech off the government or leech off your neighbor find a passion, try to get paid for it if you can. And if you've got responsibilities like family and kids and you got to, you know, Kristen Toomey, I just like, I'm not, again, not blowing smoke. It's one of the best comics in the country. Um, and Toomey works very hard at comedy. She has accepted that to sustain her uh, love for comedy, she has to work a day job. A lot of great comics work a day job. That's like part of the thing. It's like, all right, in order for me to do that every night, I needed to supplement my income somehow. Yeah. You know, in a different way. Well, the, th- and-
1: the thing about doing comedy, too, is, um, you know, a lot of it ends up falling through, or it's just like the pay isn't what you thought it was going to be. It's very hard to have um, stability living like that, pay wise. So, uh, you know, I like having a little stability works good for me now. That's where I'm at right now. Um, and.
0: And that's good for your mental health too, because then yeah. you could say no to potential shit gigs. Yeah. Cause you know, you have that steady check coming from your day job. Yeah. That's a nice thing. I remember when I was, when I went full time doing comedy and um, helped, I got laid off a job in 2011. So, but it did push me to work harder because I wanted to be able to pay my rent and everything like that. And I was able to, I had, I took so many horrible gigs I remember to the point where I was out of town so much in like 2012 that I came to do a show at the like laugh factory in Chicago. And a bunch of Chicago comedians were like, where the fuck have you been? I haven't seen you forever. Have you not been going out? I'm like, no, I've been on the road. I've been out of town every other weekend or, and a lot of weekends. And then they're like, what gigs? I'm like, all right, well, I drove up to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, which is on the border of Canada, and Michigan. Then after that was the Friday night gig or the Thursday night gig. Then Friday night, I drove from there to La Crosse, Wisconsin, then from La Crosse, Wisconsin, I drove to Duluth, Minnesota. That was a three-night run. Yeah. You know, and you, you just find yourself doing gigs like that because you need the money.
1: Yeah. And there's people doing that for, you know, 10 years and God bless them, honestly. Um, but I I realized that after just doing that for a few years, I was like, I don't really want to. I don't want to be alone in a hotel all the time. I don't want to be alone on the road driving, you know, from Minnesota to Kentucky by myself. I just don't want to live like that. And so I love comedy. I will always love comedy. I love, um, performing and making people laugh, you know? Um, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be doing that whole thing. So I like touring if it's like with people and it's fun and it's a good, you know, um the show's fun and it's fun. I like traveling, so it's just there's a certain ways to do it and at 40 I'm like I'm not I don't want to sleep on some dude's floor, you know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not able to do that right now and if I have to sacrifice stage time for that, then I will.
0: Totally totally yeah. and we're fortunate enough to live in a city where we could hop on stage at some of the best stages in the country on any given night and i'm with you the, the long drives um i don't know they they i get real depressed on them now they're just very sad my brain I mean i think about my dad like all the time and then that get real sad and uh yeah i hate these long drives you can only distract yourself with podcasts and and music yeah. so much you know it's better um,
1: if you're with if you're with someone yeah, you know? can
0: talk to them the whole time
1: yeah you could talk and um, you know, it's just, that's, that's different, but being on your own out there is rough and, you know, respect for anybody that does it. I just, you know, no judgment. I'm just saying, I can't, I'm not Yeah. do
0: that. Yeah. No judgment. Again, what works you know. for some doesn't work for others. It's, it's that simple. Um, you know. it's interesting though. Um, I have one question I want to end with you, an update from you. That's going to be okay. fun. I hope. Uh, but I do want to say, you know, um, thinking about the media and everything like that, it's so easy to distract us as a society, you know, they'll talk about like, uh, you know, transgender bathrooms and stuff like that. And it's like, there's some things with that where I, it used to be, does it affect you? If it doesn't, then mind your own fucking business. And also, where do you think these, where do you think people were using the bathroom before? Um, it is, it's weirder to me when I see people, I it's just, another thing for people to get mad at, they're like, if you have a penis, you should be in the men's room. I'm like, wouldn't it be weirder for a seven-year-old boy to see a, someone a, like a, a woman coming into the bathroom? Yeah. Like, they don't know there's a penis there, you know, yeah. it's so, that's just another thing that people use. It's all so much of it's just like ways to distract people from things that really affect your life. Like we were talking about before someone who needs insulin. What if that wasn't a crazy person who was rude to you, but they were just someone who's like, yeah, I need money for insulin. Wouldn't that break your, that'd break my heart. You know, that stuff just kills me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't unfortunately be able to help them.
0: because, Nor should you, you know what I mean? You're just another individual. We're supposed to have a government that's supposed to look out. I think it's weird that we all agreed that if we get attacked as a nation, we send in a military Mm
2: -hmm.
0: because we want to protect us. Why don't we protect ourselves from dying of diseases that are, Easily preventable. You're yeah. more we're all more likely to die from a heart disease or cancer than we are of any fucking terrorists. But we spend fifty times <laughs> excuse me. You <laughs> see, so I'm talking about like my health. I need it. someone, please, government, but give me cough drops. Um so like yeah, <laughs> we spent way, 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 way more money on national defense than we do on healthcare. And it's just it's stupid and it's yeah. just an area that I don't know. I'll just never not be annoyed by it. Kristen Toomey, you've been on my podcast several times. Yeah. And throughout your appearances, there has been a running question of what the toilet paper situation is like in your home. We've talked about how you've got a steady job now. You're killing yeah. it with comedy, right? You're painting. You're, you're doing a lot of wonderful things. Mm-hmm. You're learning instruments. Yeah. What is the toilet paper situation like?
1: I have big rolls of Angel Soft Lavender Scent's toilet
0: paper fuck yeah i am i'm pumped (laughs) i don't even have to take a shit right now i want to go upstairs take a shit and wipe in honor to you and when i wipe i'm gonna think about you i'm gonna be like this is for Toomey, one of my best buddies who went who went tp-less you were without toilet paper for an insane amount of time in your life and you were doing a thing what'd you call this thing you were doing
1: the bird bathing
0: a bird bathing it yeah which is just what were you doing just taking sink water and, and
1: no just taking a bath after shower bathing, bathing so every
0: time you went potty you hopped in the shower yeah see that's not good for the environment you're wasting too much water
1: i know yeah my uh bird bathing days are over unless it's like 100 degrees out then i have then we should all be bird bathing shouldn't we
0: we really should really should just for hygiene's sake you yeah. know a lot of bo's it's it's bo season in the bars across america there's always one person that just the bo ruins everyone else's evening
1: yeah you know what your juneteenth joke very funny thank you I thought you put it on youtube it comes up on my homepage because i subscribe thank you but it doesn't have nearly enough views what's going on
0: oh i just put that one up like the other day it did really well on instagram it did okay on TikTok, like 3,000 views on TikTok. I don't know why it hasn't done better on YouTube. It's weird. Yeah. YouTube, I don't know what YouTube did to me. I don't get it. I have three hundred yeah. subscribers, but my videos get like 50 to 100 views.
1: That's what I'm they're saying. Burying me.
0: I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why I'm getting buried on there so badly. How do it you sucks. have so
1: many subscribers? And like you would say, so few views? I subscribe and you came up in mine. So why aren't you coming up in everyone's?
0: I don't get it. I don't get why I'm not getting more views. It's if anyone is out there, maybe I'm not doing the right tags because you could yeah. tag the videos. So when I put up a video, I wrote comedy, podcast, comedy, podcast, comedian, Joe, Kilgallen. And then I'll like use names of other big podcasts, hoping their listeners will come across me. I don't understand what the fuck I'm doing because I just got to post more frequently, I think.
1: You know what? If, um, my suggestion would be you've got to title it more sensational
0: clickbait right. more
1: yeah
0: i do yeah gotta I say think
1: something I to... like uh white comedian jokes about juneteenth
0: that's i'm gonna change that tonight right when i get off with you and
1: then right, we'll, see. Do right we'll see right now we'll see
0: might as well might as yeah. well roll the dice and figure it out yeah because then people will click on it and then they'll realize oh it's actually a funny joke
2: and right you know.
1: but they'll think that oh this is going to get them angry and then it will get some people angry, but still most of them will just be like, Oh, it's funny. But watch, do that and see if it changes anything.
0: You're a genius, To me. Tell everyone where they could find you besides New York. Where, where should they follow you? Well, you're barely on social Instagram though, you're kicking it ass on Instagram. Yeah,
1: Instagram. That's there you it. go.
0: At Kristen Toomey on Instagram. And if you're in Chicago or Krista does the road too sometimes, so only good cities uh with good people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. To me are okay. the best. Thanks for being on the
2: podcast. Thanks everyone for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. You have yourself a great week. Cheers.